Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are Nationals on Demand Sports Network, going live weekday mornings at eight Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show on our Twitter X timeline, and also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a car a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. The Aura app, keeping your, your information safe online. You can get a two-week free trial with our sponsor and our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer in the Middle Tennessee area with three locations, Murfreesboro, Columbia, Franklin, online at KrebsKubota.com. So, uh, Jonathan says, let's ride. Russell Wilson getting his another win, three wins in a row for the Broncos, and the the uh, Josh Allen turnover-led Buffalo Bills are struggling and now outside of the AFC playoff picture. And, uh, by the way, the, the Broncos winning last night keeps the Titans' draft order the same at eighth. Eighth pick currently in the NFL draft. The problem is there are six god-awful NFC teams and then the New England Patriots ahead of the Titans in the draft order. But, Zach, we're at a, a point in this season, three and six, right? We'll talk about how the Titans can turn this thing around. But this team, now for about a this season and the last half of last year, seems like they have lost their identity. We have understood how Mike Rabel's wanted to win games in the National Football League for a long time now. We have it on our post-game show with Adventure Science Center, the winning formula. To the team that wins a turnover battle, that rushes for more yards, and whose quarterback has a better rating, if you can get two of those three or three of those three, you're probably going to win that NFL game. Well, the Tennessee Titans are not doing that this season, and they didn't do it at the tail end of last season, and they find themselves 3-13 and 13 in their last 16 games, and then 3-6 uh, uh, you know, currently this season. So there is a mess the Titans are in, and Mike Vrabel needs to figure out how he can get them out of this mess to at least find some stabilization. Well, I think one thing that I kind of brought up uh, in the Tampa game, you know, when when they when Roger McCurry intercepted that football, you know what it made me realize? Man, hadn't seen a lot of that. They don't turn the football over. Yeah, those are the third. They third interception. It's kind of atrocious. They, that's not the recipe to win a Super Bowl or get high seeds. It is to be a ball hawking defense that goes out, hits you hard, forces fumbles, gets interceptions gets turnovers, and I just – this defense – and look, they got plenty of problems on the offense that we know. But defensively, they've been suspect in run defense, which is uncharacteristic over the last several years. They don't turn the ball all, uh, over enough, and they give up big plays. Yeah. So you talk about recipe or formula. Let's go to the other half. You can't do those three things and expect to win consistently, and that's why they're only a three-win team – but it did open my eyes to how bad, you know, as far as turnovers are concerned, this defense has been. And it has to improve if they are going to improve. Because what does that do? It makes it easier on the offense. It steals a possession. It steals some clock. I mean, all the ways that the Titans want and have been winning under Mike Vrabel. And if you don't do those little things with the deficiencies they have, 
Andre Dillard is not getting any better. Uh, Dylan Radens is probably who he is, right? The off, it, it, NPF ain't walking back through that door. And so all of these things, Traylon Burks is still hurt. I, I don't know if he'll come back this week. He he should, but I don't know what pro- we'll protocol. We'll see, yeah, concussion through. protocol for both Dillard and Burks, so we'll see on that. But uh, some of NPF's these things, you, you get into the point of the season and you can't change your personnel, so you have to play better and you have to be more advantageous are advantageous and I don't feel like their defense has done enough with the full spectrum of who the Tennessee Titans roster is yeah they're playing with a bunch of undrafted free agents on both sides of the football but that's kind of the life of in the NFL you need those guys to come in and fill some holes but their highly paid players are not producing either and I think that's the frustrating part um, about this Titans team and so uh, Sam, I do uh, want to add real quick. I, I, I do yeah. want to add real quick. They're not playing a different game than anybody else, right? They're all playing the same game. You all have the amount of money. So it's not, it's not unique to the, this is decision-making. Now the unique part about the, the decision makers is there's been a change, right? This is only year one under Rand Carthon. So he tried to make as much change as he can in year one, but they're going through that transition from John Robinson to a new GM and this speaks to the roster. You got to coach the players that are put in front of you, though. That's the job of Mike Vrabel. They're going through the rebuild transition, but they didn't tell anybody they were doing it. <laughs> they, not until right? midseason. Not to no. Mid-season. Yeah, I mean, they're still not telling anybody they're doing it. Like they're going through it. Like well, you, their you, actions like- now are speaking to it. Like their actions in the offseason were like, "Hey, we're not going to admit to you that we're rebuilding." And now the fact that they're starting Will Levis. It tells I you exactly. I don't think that I don't think I mean based on I still think that Will Levis right now with his youth and uh lack of uh PTSD from bad offensive line play in his past is the best option the Titans have at quarterback to win games right now. I did not expect that to be the case going into the season, but I still believe that's the case. I don't uh, think Ryan Tannehill look, I don't think there's a big difference in the offense from Tannehill to Levis other than Levis is now able to stand tougher in the pocket because he's healthy and not 35 years old. Not knowing where Ryan Tannehill's ankle is, but like Ryan Tannehill right now at this second, if they're both healthy, is a better NFL quarterback than Will Levis. That's not what, I mean, That that is facts. That's factual. It doesn't mean, Will Levis is trying to earn reps. He's trying to learn. He's trying to figure sure. out what, when the bullets are flying, what he needs to do. And I know this is kind of getting on a side tangent of, of what the show is, and we'll, we'll get back on the rails. But you know, Will Levis doesn't just scramble to run, right? He's not – that facet of his game, I feel like, can still come and be even better, right? Will Levis can be even better than he already is once he learns how to maneuver with his legs for his arm and scramble to get a few yards, slide down. Josh Allen's not doing that right now, but that's what made that that's what has made Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow, the top quarterbacks in this league, so special yeah. because they are a dual threat. Yeah, the Josh throwing Josh Allen in a conversation for a positive today is probably not the best move, but I get what well, you're saying. Well, that's why I say that always gotten to this point. Yeah, yeah, but it. like I and, we all and know Mike that Vrabel, about Allen. Yeah. 
but and Mike Vrabel was asked about the scrambling and using and and Vrabel answered this yesterday too of saying yeah that's something that will build because he's keeping his eyes down the field while he's moving. I'd uh, rather so, that so, happen than Malik Willis, right? Where he does yeah, the where you're Bizarro. Where Malik Willis scrambles like a squirrel. You know, he's moving a lot, but he's not really going anywhere. Um, real quick, Mr. Jones says Levis peaked in his debut, and then Alex says Mr. Jones peaked at birth. Uh, so let's get to Sam Phelan's question um, uh, to Mike Vrabel about the problem that this – Titans team is not living up to the identity of a Mike Grable football team. But first, Zach, uh, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, Farm Bureau Health Plans is where you need to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan. I use Farm Bureau Health Plans. They're trusted by the Tennessee Titans. They're trusted by A to Z Sports. You hear me talk about them day in and day out when I'm on this show. Health, dental, and vision, 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. If you are a Tennessean in this state, like I am, like Austin is, like a lot of you guys are, make sure that you check out and get a quote. I'm not sitting here forcing you to change your health plan. You may have a a good one, but you also may have one that is not as good as Farm Bureau health plans. I figured that out. The plan was easily better and provided more for me and my family when I checked and got a quote. And then when I got a quote, I realized that it was less expensive and more cost effective. You need to check that out. You don't have to make the decision, but you can and have that opportunity when you get a quote at Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. They've been in business over 75 years. They can be trusted. Visit FBHP, that's Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com slash A to Z. Also with BetMGM, you can always win big this football season and do it with the best first bet offer out there. Go big with your first bet because when you sign up with our bonus code ATOZ Sports, you get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. So take advantage of that. Go big with your first bet because you're not going to go home if it misses because you're going to get all that up to $1,500 back in bonus bets uh, if you do miss the first bet. Betham Jimmy Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. Visit betham.com for terms and conditions 21 or older since the only new group customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, eligible requirements. First online room money wager only rule, which is your knowledge of bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem against work, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 So, Zach, let's play this uh, video from Sam asking Mike Vrabel about his team characteristics. And then Mike Vrabel's answer uh, was intriguing. The teams that coached here in the past have found an identity in things like winning the turnover battle, winning the rushing attack, you know, being tough on the road, physicality. Ten weeks into this year, you guys haven't done those things. What makes this team different from the teams that you coached? Every team is different. Every every year, every team is different. Every season is different. So you know, I don't want to, you know, compare and contrast each and every year. We're focused on you know, what this particular team needs to do better, what it needs to do better in a hurry, and what it can uh, eliminate uh, to, to help us start winning. Mike Vrabel's not wrong that every team is different, but Mike Vrabel knows and any coach knows they want to have core characteristics of their football team, of their program. Companies out there have their morale clause or whatever. They're what they want to be, Right. And Mike Vrabel's clause, Mike Vrabel's statement of what his team is going to be is not what they're showing on the football field in any facet of what this Mike Vrabel uh, football team is supposed to be and what it has been that's been successful up until 
November 17th of 2022. Well, uh, I'm giving the love of the show to Lou Man. 007, hey. Agent Lou Man. Lou's been here for quite some time. He is a avid A to Z sport, sports supporter, which we, we love and know. Because he caught what I caught in that clip. And that is hurry. In a hurry. Play the clip again. Listen when Mike Vrabel says hurry. Because he says, he didn't answer the question, right? I thought it was a good question by Sam. He didn't really yes. answer it. But what I took from that answer, listen to when Mike Vrabel says the word hurry. The teams that you've coached here in the past have found an identity in things like winning the turnover battle, winning the rushing attack, you know, being tough on the road, physicality. Ten weeks into this year, you guys haven't done those things. What makes this team different from the teams that you coach? Every team is different. Every every year, every team is different. Every season is different. So I don't want to, you know, compare and contrast each and every year. We're focused on, you know, what this particular team needs to do better what it needs to do better in a hurry and what it can uh, eliminate uh, to, to help us start winning. Time, right? We're, and I thought it was very eloquently put by Sam. We're 10 weeks in, right? Yep. That, enough that, data, right? That's you have double data. digits, brother, right? Like you're 10 weeks in. This is not we're trying to figure it out. This is not, oh, we've had some some good games and bad games. You're 10 weeks in. You know what team, you know who the Washington Commanders are. You know who the Carolina Panthers are. To be honest, you know who the Buffalo Bills are this year. They're not the same Buffalo Bills team. And now, Austin, we pretty much know what the Tennessee Titans are. I think there is one unique circumstance with this Titans team that, you know, Mike Vrabel... He's dealt with backup quarterbacks before. You know, this is not new. Every team does it because quarterbacks get hurt. But this is kind of the first real time that he's had to set his starter aside, his veteran aside. And he has essentially given the reins to this 20-something-year-old that has very little NFL experience that came out guns a-blazing. And we all knew that that was not sustainable. You can't throw four touchdowns week in and week out, you know, the NFL yeah. is going to catch up to you. Right. Everybody knew that. And I don't think that was our expectation, but in a hurry, because if you don't fix this in a hurry, more people are going to be going to tankathon.com and confirming where the Titans are picking for the draft six months from now. Well, you can just go to a to Z sports.com for that. So uh, don't fair. go to tank. You can, you don't have to go to tankathon. You can just go to our website for that. Can Sam publish that on Sunday? Titan set to pick eight currently, but I, you know, I think it's like we're approaching the Mike Vrabel comment from a few years ago of uh, I'm committed to this team to the detriment of my family. Right. You remember that comment that he made? That was of like, I am, I am, I am living on this cot in my office to make sure this football team can get better. Like to the detriment of my family. Um, so I, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know why they're doing, why they are, are, are failing at being the Mike Vrabel identity, but Sam did put together a good graphic for us. It kind of goes over exactly what he was talking about in, uh, his question, right? Like Sam, I thought had a great question of Mike Vrabel and Mike Vrabel chose to dodge it, you know, like head coaches do, but these are the numbers, right? The record in the last 16, three and 13. 
The last road win approaching 365 full days. Uh, they'll have that before they get to Jacksonville on November 19th here later this week. Turnovers created dead Bing. last. Oh, what, what we talk about this morning. Yeah, turnovers created. Yeah. Huge. Dead last. Uh, penalties, 12th, which feels like they're a lot worse than that. Uh, sacks allowed, 29th. Rush yards per game, barely over 100 when Derrick Henry was doing that by himself two years ago when he averaged over 105 yards per game. And rush yards allowed, you're getting outrushed by nearly five yards a game. Uh, and that is a weird number to look at for Mike Vrabel. So let's ask this question to everybody, Zach. What is Mike Vrabel's best attribute as the Titans head coach? What is Mike Vrabel's best attribute as the Titans head coach? Because this is not a Mike Vrabel team that we've watched from the past. This is not those teams, a different identity. So what is Mike Vrabel's best attribute as a head coach. I'll tell you that Aura, our sponsor, has a great attribute. It's taking data brokers who are profiting from selling your information and getting your information out of those situations and opting you out of those lists and doing it on your behalf. Aura.com slash ATOZ is how to sign up and get a two-week free trial with our sponsor, Aura. Aura identified 30 data brokers that had my information and they get rid of those in about five or six days. Now they protect my information further. And they continually opt me out of those data brokers that pop up. They keep me from getting spam calls and emails and junk mail lists that I don't want. They also help me out with my password management. If you've got kids at home on the tablets and the devices on the home Wi-Fi, you can set up parental controls all through Aura. It's so easy to use. And you get a two-week free trial at Aura.com slash ATOZ. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. I got got with Josh Allen and the Bills. I thought they were going to score 28 points last night. Oof. They did not, so I lost that bet. Uh, and I thought they were going to win by seven, so I lost that bet. So it was a tough night for me, but doesn't mean that I, I won't stop. I'll get back on the saddle. There will be more winning days ahead. There could be more winning days ahead for you. Bonus code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of the sports book. All right, so we've asked the question in the chat. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, make sure you like the show if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook. Well, that helps us out quite a bit. What is Mike Vrabel's best attribute as the Titans head coach? Zach, I'll send you to the chat see what the people are saying. I want to say this real quick. Doesn't this feel like, a, you know, it's like a therapy session when the reason why you may be going to therapy, like couples therapy, is because you've had some problems and now you're forced to say something nice about your spouse, right? It's like things are not great. Tell us what you love about your, you know, the your your wife or your husband, right? Now we go into the chat. Now let's see what they are going to say about Mike Vrabel in this Titans therapy session. Let's real go. quick, a quick oh. shout out to Trey. Quick shout out to Trey who went and grabbed the Mike Vrabel quote uh, from TennesseeTitans.com from a few years ago. Uh, we are working tirelessly to improve this football team each and every day. When I come to work to the detriment of my family, I think about this team when I'm here, when I'm not here, our goal is to improve every day to put guys in position, to let them be in a position to help this team and play to with great effort and fundamentals. And most importantly, win to the detriment of my family, like the inflection that he used but maybe we should go find that just somewhere to the detriment no. of my family. <laughs> it was an incredible line from Vrabel. So this is what we're going to do next year. We're, we're give me some time. Give me one year. All right. Because one you know, year. then we're going to, 
Well, yeah, I'm going to give you – yeah, give me a year because what I – you get, we gave Mike Vrabel a year to win a road game, so he give me a year, all right? So now we can make a shirt right there on demand that says, I love this team, and then on the back, to the detriment of my family. Okay. <laughs> That's a seller. People will be in the streets wearing that shirt. I'll tell you that. My goodness. All right, let's All right. get to the com- let's Back get to the to comments it. because we forced the chat to answer what is Mike Vrabel's best attribute. And I knew we were going to have these. That's why I brought up the therapy analogy because Eric is going to have a tough time because his best is being stubborn. Right? The sarcasm is there. We're actually mm-hmm. looking for real attributes. Mike Vrabel has them. You wouldn't be a head coach or as long as he has for a NFL franchise if he doesn't. Yuri says, I don't know. Uh, being arrogant, another sarcastic. Um, and uh, we knew we were going to get these. Shows up for work, avoiding answering questions, manipulation. You know, this is a lot of vitriol from the chat. Good question, deflecting. leader. So leader of men. All right, Timmy. Timmy, you're. thank you for playing the actual game and not being you know, a smartass. Leader of men. Right, I think that is one attribute that Mike Vrabel has. He is he can lead a team and has in the past. When that that three word phrase was one of the constants that you heard about Mike Vrabel before the Titans hired him as the head coach. Yeah, and I think it's it it has been solidified that that is true. Normally finds a way to win from Brandon. Best attribute is that he is a player's coach. Uh, his knowledge. So now we're getting into it, um, getting subpar players and playing at par, right? Like uh, we we get that um, underdog mentality. Jaron brings up this. You know, we did this for a reason. Underdog mentality has won the Titans a lot of games uh, in Mike Vrabel's uh, era, and being a leader, details, uh, former player, players, coach. Um, sideline facial gymnastics, which is kind of funny, uh, game management, uh, you know, you know, media relations from Jamie as some sarcasm is there. So I look, we didn't get a really a, a great, great answers from the chat, which is a tough scene, but I'll ask you Austin to not give a sarcastic answer, but answer what is Mike Vrabel's best attribute as the Tennessee Titans head coach. Well, it is the rallying of troops as an underdog to go out and win a game that nobody expects you to. It is the ability to hunker down and try to keep things from going off the rails. And now the the Tennessee Titans under Mike Vrabel have won 25 games as underdog, not covered the spread as an underdog, but outright won 25 games as an underdog in the last five plus seasons, which is the most of any other team in the NFL. Now you have to be an underdog a lot to win a lot of games as an underdog. So it tells you that most people, including Vegas do not think that highly of the Tennessee Titans to have them in as underdogs, but they're going to be an underdog again. And the three games they've won so far this season, they've all been dogs underdog against the chargers, against the Bengals and against the Falcons. And they were able to win those games. Now, they were all in Nissan Stadium, too. And they don't come back to Nissan Stadium until they play the Panthers. uh, And they'll probably be favorited. But I think it's the ability for Mike Vrabel to keep things afloat for as long as mathematically possible. And including last year. Like, last year was 
it was always a limp to week 18, roll it out there and see if you can win a game. And damn it, they were two and a half minutes away, had a lead with Josh Dobbs and day 15 of him being employed and a controversial sack fumble forward pass call allowed the Jags to scoop and score and win the game. I mean, they were, we forget they were still two and a half minutes away with a lead from going to the playoffs and winning their third consecutive AFC South title on a six game losing streak that turned into seven. So I, I think that is his best attribute as a head coach is making sure that it doesn't get off the rails and you can keep it steady and accomplish your goal. Now your goal might have to adjust. And I think that's totally fine for Mike Vrabel and this team to adjust their goals at this point in the season. But how can you adjust that goal and still go accomplish it? So it's not a wasted year. And so I I think his best attribute is, is being able to rally and keep things aligned. So I'm going to go, you know, I could go the generic word of coaching because I do think that he is a good coach, right? I think he coaches his players fundamentals. I think the, you know, the, all the practice time that not everybody sees, I think is very impactful in my answer. And my answer is getting more with less. And why I say that is look at the history of Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel hasn't had a superstar quarterback. He hasn't had this unbelievable team with a roster of just just talented players. They've whiffed on a lot of first-round picks, right? The first-round pick talent. That's where all your superstars come from, notoriously. And they've not done a very good job. Titans, I'm just going to list them. Titans first-round picks with Mike Vrabel as the head coach. 2018, Rashawn Evans. 2019, Jeffrey Simmons. 2020, Isaiah Wilson. 2021, Caleb Farley. Uh, 2022 uh, was Traylon Burks. And then 2023, Peter Skronsky. So you like Skronsky. You definitely like Big Jeff. Everybody else, throw up in your mouth, swallow it back down. That's what you have as a first-round pick. And Hello Ladies brings up, you know, why do the Titans always have less? It does seem like they do always have less. And there was a time where, you know, the – and I would answer that years ago. They always have less because nobody wants to be a Tennessee Titan in the offseason, right? They want to go to the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Steelers, the, the big, better teams. But that, that, that has not always been the case in the last several years. I felt like they turned a corner because of Derrick Henry and because of Mike Vrabel. But Austin, what makes Mike Vrabel a good head coach, a quality head coach is he has won without Derrick Henry. He has won without Ryan Tannehill, right? He has won without A.J. Brown. Well, he's he has won. won. It, has he really won without Ryan Tannehill? Well, yes. The last half of the season, right? He did. You remember when they were the number one seed in the AFC? Without Ryan they Tannehill? They didn't have Ryan Tannehill. Go, go back and look. Have they won games without Ryan Tannehill? I mean, you can go back and look 2021. Go, no, not really. I mean, they beat the Texans with Malik Willis and they beat the Falcons with Will Levis. And then Marcus Mariota won two games in 2019. Have they, have they consistently won games without Ryan Tannehill? 2021, mm -mm. I I just listed four. 
four games that they have won without Ryan Tannehill. Two and four in 2019. They went one in Malik last year was, uh, I'm trying to remember because Tannehill did not play the last two games, three games. So they went one in five without Tannehill last year. And so far they're one in three without Tannehill. Okay. So, and that that's fair. I, I, they have not. They have, they have won without Derrick Henry. They have not won without Ryan Taylor. What I, I was thinking of more of Derrick Henry. When Derrick Henry went out with his foot injury, that was when I was thinking of when uh, they were the number one seed. That's their best player, right? Yeah. That I mean, that is impressive with what they did. It's, now, an, it, it's an easily replaceable position more than others. It's easier to replace your best player who's your running back than it is your best player who's your quarterback or your best player who's a receiver or pass rusher or corner. Right. My point is, is that the Tennessee Titans are not a star-studded franchise. They really have never been. He's been able to win a lot of games and get to the playoffs with less, with less talent. The injuries overall, right? So let's take the quarterback out of it. Overall, they were riddled with injuries the last two seasons, correct? Right. Last three. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this year's a little bit different, but their quarterback got hurt. I mean, this was not in the script. If the, the Titans had written a script this year is Will Levis doesn't play a game and Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback all 17 games. And that didn't happen. So doing my, my answer is getting more with less this is probably going to be his test. And it goes to what you kind of came back at me with is you don't have your quarterback. You have a new quarterback. So what are you going to do with a less experienced quarterback? And that's what we're going to find out over the next several weeks, because Austin, here's the sobering part of things. And I made sure that, you know, I, I looked at this before the show started. You don't are going to have the benefit of playing some of the teams at the end of the season that they they have over the last couple of years, which are winnable games. Because this ain't your mama's Texans team anymore, right? The Texans are different. They are in the playoffs. If it ended right now, I hate to say that, but like but they yeah, showed the yeah. graphic last night on Monday Night Football. You're going to have to play the Texans twice, the Jags division leader twice the Miami Dolphins playoff team and the Seattle Seahawks playoff team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're cooked, bud. You're cooked. You, unless this thing turns around quick, because I thought that their path to get back to where they needed to be. And Austin, you brought up on, well, this was yesterday, but on Sunday, the Jags had just gotten a, a touchdown scored on them in their game, and Mike Evans, Mike Evans dropped, dropped the football. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, if you if butts beers nuts, if you beat the Bucks and somehow you beat the Jags, this is a completely different conversation with a rookie quarterback. Because on the horizon after the Jacksonville Jaguars game, in which you could have stolen a game in Duval. You play the worst team in the league. I know. If you would have beaten the damn Bucks, you would have really put yourself in a situation to do some damage. So, 
look, uh, and Vrabel have- knows all of this stuff. He's not naive. He's not an sure. idiot. He knows what's ahead of him. All right. So let's ask this question now. Um, and you know, we had a lot of sarcasm in the first question answers. Uh, but what does Mike Vrabel need to do to turn this Titan season around? What does Mike Vrabel need to do to turn this Titans season around? Uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, talking about the injuries the Titans have had the last three years or so. Whenever an injury occurs in life, which just happens and it's an inconvenience, make sure you know who to go to and who to trust uh, to get back to health from that injury the best, most efficient way with the experts at the Bone and Joint Institute. They have all the resources in one uh, facility in Franklin, Tennessee, right off I-65, Murfreesboro Road, uh, right there. Easy to get to for just about everybody, but they also have some satellite clinics around Williamson County for your convenience as well. Boneandjointtn.org. It's so easy to book an appointment. You go to their website, you click book an appointment button, you just type in what's bothering you, what the injury is, and it sorts the specialists in that category uh, so you can find what fits your schedule the best. Boneandjointtn.org. It is the sports. We are powered by BetMGM. They're our title sponsor. We love BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of sports books. You can download it in your Apple or Android app store today. BetMGM. We love BetMGM here on the morning show. We always have. It's very easy. You get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses four new users. So if you're a new user, you can take advantage of that by using the bonus code ATOZ. T-O-Z sports. Get it locked right there. All right. So what does Mike Vrabel need to do to turn this season around? Uh, I don't know if people have the the magic elixir or what, but what does Mike Vrabel need to do to turn this season around? Zach, I'll send you the chat. Make sure you like the show. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate that. Need more likes, more people watching than have liked the show. So uh, what do you, what answers do you see here? So some tough answers today. Today has not been a good therapy session, right? You walk out of there. You're like, well, how'd you answer the questions? Well, I was sarcastic. I pray, right? We've gotten, a, we've gotten some praise, right? Yeah, There's two and, praise, right? Again. And we've pray. also got, uh, you know, Kane Kim super chat earlier just said denial <laughs> from, from Vrabel. Uh, Austin says when uh, adapt, be willing to adapt, you know, adaptation. I think that that is not a bad uh, answer. Nothing tank. Uh, Mr. Jones brings up run Derrick Henry, which uh, I- I'm probably more leaning towards step down from Time out. on the Derrick Henry thing before we get back into the step down sarcasm. Do you agree with what I mentioned yesterday about Titans play calling in the first quarter or so of the game that they need to be a pass or play action pass team on first downs early in the game to back people up? Do you, do you agree with that? Because Mr. Jones just said run Derrick Henry. They tried to run Derrick Henry early in the game, and it put him in bad situations because he gained zero, he gained minus four yards on his first four carries, all of them in the first quarter. And so running Derrick Henry, predictably, in that first quarter puts you in second and 12 like three different times. I think that was, and you bring up the Sunday as the example, that was more about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than it was about the Titans. I think that Todd Bowles used his pretty dominant front four. The Bucs have a, a stellar – the back half of their defense isn't very good, but they've got unbelievable linebackers and a great front four. That's how you stop Derrick Henry, right? You don't let him get to the second half, and they yep. did not. So that, but, I, that was not 
I, I don't know if the game plan, right? You you can try to game plan and and play, you know, Tom Foolery. But the Bucks set out sure. to stop Derrick Henry, and they they had the players to do. And the Titans played right into it. And and, and I guess I'm going to go back to 2020. There was a there was a typical play call the Titans used with Arthur Smith in the first play of the game. I don't know, 12 out of 16 times, and it was a uh, Play action left, Tannehill boot. He either hit Jonu Smith in the flats for about 12 yards or he ran for 11 and got a first down. That, I mean, it was like that was the first play of the game the majority of the time in 2020, and it was working. And that was the season that that Henry ran for 2,000 yards. So I feel like you've got to break up and loosen up the defense who expects you to do that by play action pass or passing on first down or doing something non-under center Derrick Henry handoff because that's just putting you in an even worse situation. So right, that's to that note. Sorry. Let, let's get back to, uh, uh, you know, we've got, we've just got a couple of, well, we've got a lot of sarcastic uh, adapt and apply rally the offensive line. Darius. I, I feel like those are good. Prioritize the pass from Jay adapt coming in there, you know, and then we just have, we have some frustrated fans in the chat. You can, you know, coach better, better. That doesn't really tell us anything. Austin, what's your answer to this question? My answer is to focus on the new goal of the season, which is making sure that Will Levis can answer the question that he is the guy for 2024 moving forward. And it's protecting him at all costs. And it is letting him learn. I'm not saying protect him by don't let him make mistakes. Throw the ball on second and goal from the six instead of giving a death handoff to Derrick Henry. Don't run the ball on third and 10 with 25 seconds left in the second quarter with a timeout in your pocket and just kick a field goal. Be aggressive. Let him learn from being aggressive. and But protect him when it comes to the pass protection in the offensive line and make sure that he is put in positions to have good quality experience it's all about will levis this season if you can make sure that will levis gets as much live action as possible then i'm okay with whatever the record is and you want to win some games because that shows you that will levis is doing some things to win games but i just want them to protect his future at all costs well so does mike Vrabel. Yeah. we believe in will's toughness and and we also believe that that we don't need to get it, we don't need to challenge it as much as we have. Would that challenge his development as a player? Like you know, some of these young quarterbacks they go out there and they get beat up, and and it alters the the way. Yeah, no, going. I mean his, I mean he's texting, he's texting with, with Tim last night. He's meeting with uh, you know Tim and Charles this morning, um, you know about where to go with football and about you know late in the game and. Uh, ball placement on, on certain things and, and zone coverages. And, you know, I don't see, you know, any, any discouragement, I, I, but I, you know, we, we have to continue to, to protect them and, and de develop them and, and have them help us and let them, you know, throw the football, which, you know, he did at times. And, you know, we, we left some meat on the bone there, you know, by, by not making some plays for him. There are examples, Mike, of, of guys, young guys, promising guys, getting hit a lot early in their career and it kind of having a bearing on their long-term career in terms of 
making them gun shy or, or, or whatever. Do you have any concerns? I, I don't, but I, you know, that's something that has happened in the past. And, you know, whoever our quarterback is, um, you know, we need to, we need to protect them. I, we, we all understand that for every reason that I just mentioned um, prior to. So, no, I don't, don't have any concern uh, about that. But but I, again, I don't want to challenge the the idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the way you answered that question. To be honest, like I, I don't think have concerns going to. about. I, I don't like. Yeah, I don't have concerns about this particular player. But yeah, absolutely, we can't do what happened to to David Carr, <laughs> you know, or the other guys that have happened. You know, however many times the last several. I mean, there's been two guys in the organization here of. Jake Locker and Marcus Mariota. Now, I think those two guys in particular also had lower ceilings than initially expected, but there's no question that injuries and lack of ability to protect Jake Locker and Marcus Mariota made that ceiling shrink. So one thing I do know about Will Levis, and I've done you know some sourcing with this, he is a hard worker. The guy wants it. Uh, from his actions of what I know in the building, his individual work, his weightlifting, his, and you can see that obviously. Yeah, you don't have to have sources to know that he can lift weights. But but his communication <laughs> with the coaches, he is asking all of the questions. And that's something that, you know, when I was asking about Levis, when they kind of made the transition or he got his opportunity a couple of weeks ago, it, it made sense from what, like the perception, but now to get that confirmation, Will Levis is doing all of the things. And it is Mike Vrabel's responsibility as the head coach to protect his young quarterback and give him some help. Also, he's not going to get a lot more help the rest of the year. DeAndre Hopkins is a nice piece, but let's let's be honest. NWI and a bad chig and a hurt Traylon Burks and a bad offensive line, not a great recipe for your main ingredient, which is Levis. You know, like the, the help on that is, is I think is concerning. And that's why these questions are being brought up. I mean, that's great to hear. Like, I, I think with how the Titans would have scored a touchdown if Chig caught the pass that hit him in the forehead. Like, I don't know if you went back and saw that on the goal line. First and goal from the six, it literally went through his hands and hit him, boom, right in the forehead of the face mask. And it's like, I don't, and he dropped a, another pass over the middle uh, earlier in the game that you're just like, huh, like why, why can't guys catch the football for these Titans quarterbacks? Because Chig's been dropping balls this season, whether it's Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, or, or, or Will Levis. Chig has not been good. And you've got to figure out how to either remove him from the equation to not continue to hurt the team or make his problem worse or get him out of this funk. Like, it's really strange. And, you know, NWI was about six inches away from taking a beautiful throw from Will Levis 75 yards of the house in that game, too. But, you know, he as, good as, yeah, he, as he, good as NWI has been for this franchise – He's an undrafted free agent receiver. He's maybe their best blocker outside of Peter Skaronsky, but that's kind of, that's all he is, right? He's not your go route guy. 
And I feel like I'm looking back at last year when they're throwing go routes to, to NWI because it worked once in, in Washington <laughs> last year. It's like, God, why Chris Moore would have caught that and, and rolled. So yeah, I mean, I'm, it's just such a frustrating thing that nobody is able to help out the guy who is seemingly doing everything right behind the doors. Yeah. And, and so what do they do to turn this around? I'm not going to protect Levis, I think is the right answer. Right. So I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I do think that for, in my opinion, Derek Henry's last year as a Titan, I think you got to lean harder into him. And I know that they're probably not going to do that because of Tajay Spears and other reasons. But I think that's probably been the most, you know, head-scratching thing is Derrick Henry is not the same Derrick Henry within this Derrick Henry-type offense. But he's still Derrick Henry, right? The the Atlanta Falcons game was a solid game for Derrick Henry. He didn't have the big 75-yard gain, but he continued to get yards. He continued to get first downs. He helped Will Levis set up some of those big throws. And I just think that he is the straw that stirs this drink for this season, for this team, to help Will Levis. And if you can't get him going, if he has 11 carries for 20 yards or seven carries for, you know, 14, the Titans are done. They're just going to play better teams. Because... I, I go back to the schedule because I do think if you put, put the schedule up here, here's a very interesting thing about the schedule. It And I, I I don't have the exact numbers, but I do know that the Jags can score points. The Dolphins can score points. The Texans can score points. The Seahawks have proven that they can score points at times. The Titans can't score points, you know? They don't score touchdowns. They're not a touchdown offense. Yeah, three touchdowns in six games outside of Nissan Stadium. Three. Ugh. All right, we got some super chats. One of them I, I think is really good. Um, at least one of these is really good super chat. I want to get to here in a second. But first, Krebs Kubota should be your preferred equipment provider. They have uh, three great locations in Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin and Murfreesboro Krebs Kubota is an elite Kubota dealer in middle Tennessee, which means they have the best equipment in the industry you can find and the best warranties. Warranties are very important when it comes to your equipment, because you're using a lot of power, a lot of force in the planet earth. And so things are going to break and wear down. So that's why Kubota is where to go. Cause it's the best and the best for longevity. And Krebs Kubota is the best family to do it here in Middle Tennessee, family-owned and operated for over 18 years. They started in Columbia and have grown to Murfreesboro and Franklin over the last several years because of how good they are and how well they treat their customers and build those relationships with you. So this holiday season, Krebs Kubota is where to go. If you just need to rent something for a weekend project, they can do that for you as well at KrebsKubota.com. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM, but we also we have a special deal going on on our merch you can hey it's getting a little colder outside you can get this pullover that i'm wearing 40 percent off all of our merch you know we opened it up yesterday it was just for our winner now we're opening it up to everybody shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com 40 percent off of your merch if you are a fan of a to z we've discounted that entire store as i told you you give me a year 
we're redoing all of our merch for next year. And so yep. that's going to be exciting stuff, but still get some quality, quality A to Z sports gear right there at shop.a2zsportsnashville.com. All right, so some super chats to get to. Uh, Andre has a really good one. I like this one. Teams haven't figured out the players. They've figured out the coaches. Both offensive and defensive is predictable. Coordinators don't seem competent. So I, I think it's a good conversation to bring up. I think the nuance in all this is that the coaches are playing with lesser players that you are not able to do as much as you wish you could. Now, Mike Vrabel was asked point blank yesterday, how much does the offensive line and pass protection hold you back from doing more things? And he denied it, that that was a thing. He's like, no, I, we can do whatever we want to do. With, you know, But no, the answer is you can't because we saw what happens when you try to on third and goal from the 11 and Vita Vea blew by Andre Dillard. So we know that's not true. But the, the handcuffs are on the coordinators and the coaches because you have to do the things that your team can show you they can accomplish, which is probably the more predictable aspects, the more fundamental elementary aspects of you know, the game plan. Well, and your, your offensive line is so crucial because it speeds everything up. And when you speed up a really fast game for an inexperienced quarterback with not you, very fast receivers on the outside, you're lightning speed, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's, you can't, you can't keep up. So uh, that that's a good comment and we'll, we'll find out what, how they do, how they adapt. Yeah. Curtis uh, comes in here and says, how are they supposed to protect Levis moving forward? Don't have any more O-line talent unless Duncan ends up being decent. I, I mean, you're going to have to put Trayvon Wesco uh, out there as basically a second left tackle and have those guys go one on, you know, two on one, nearly every snap that's a must pass play. A must pass snap. There needs to be six guys blocking on the line and then maybe have Tajay Spears release late. I mean, that's something that I would, I would think. Um, uh, Connor says Vrabel needs to be more aggressive. Sam said it perfectly. Looks like they are playing not to lose instead of playing to win. No faith in the roster. Yeah, go read Sam's article on a sports.com. Really good. Uh, diving into the examples of playing not to lose instead of playing uh, to win and playing aggressive. And I think, you know, Vrabel's going to say you can second guess everything, but there have been so many examples of not going forward on fourth and two when you attempt a 51 yard field goal with, you know, what's the difference in going up six, nothing when you're up three, nothing, and you could try to get another two yards to go put more points on the board and score a touchdown. You know, I, there's a lot of truth to that. I think they're playing in the coaching a little bit hesitantly. I don't disagree with that. I think that's their actions, but I think that it goes back to a young quarterback. You, you, you don't, you aren't, they're still trying to figure out him too. You know, they're trying to figure out who they are and hard to be aggressive when you're still trying to analyze yourself. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel last super chat. Yeah. says, uh, the more I look at the team, we, Titans don't have any young stud outside of Simmons. A lot of starters who would be depth pieces on good teams. Yeah. The, the list of Titans players to build around for your next young core is a short list. Look, the positive is, Will Levis, if, if he's going to be the future of this franchise, which it appears that he will be, you go out and you spend a lot of money to get him some help, right? You got a, I mean, a boatload of cash and you're 
best or your most expensive player in Ryan Tannehill is coming off the books. Derrick Henry, who is a very expensive player, coming off the books. Bayard coming off the books. Like all the, those are Autry. Autry, you probably want Autry, but he's coming off the books. Uh, he's 33. Yeah. At 34, we don't want Autry anymore. Time to yeah, it's time you just to wish you maybe had one more year in his contract. You don't want to Yeah, but he's 33. It's just time to turn. Yeah. That time is and now. so this is the new this is Rand Carthon. It's Carthon's job to go out and go get better players than the last John Robinson era. Besides AJ Brown. Yep. <laughs> All right, Rage for some shade. I'm ready. We gotta get this. Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Make them a part of your new car buying process. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go say hey to our buddy Payne Bone there in Lebanon to save some money on that new ride. Shade time here to wrap up a Tuesday. So get your shade in the chat. Zach, I can cut you off with the video. What else were you going to add in there? No, I was just going to say, I've got something that uh, we've got to get to the bottom of. Okay. this is very suspicious. Well, if I can upload this thing. While you do Uh-oh. that, Mike has another super chat. It says, look at the bright side. Titans have their quarterback. Have about $100 million for next year. Seems like the season is a wash uh, there from Mike Sanders. So are you ready with your uh, what we have to do here? No, no? You keep going with the comments. Is it not, just not going to happen? Not, <laughs> All right, so no, throwing shade. So that means you. Shade on whatever Zach's trying to do, and the internet's not allowing him to do it. Uh, Titans Kyle says, uh, oh, where'd it go? Uh, Titans Kyle says, throwing shade on the Twitter X going on about Tannehill. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later on, uh, maybe. Uh, so Michael Kennedy says, Rabel preaches situational football. Why not go to the huddle to keep defenses from adjusting? Uh, Matt says, throwing shade at the Big Ten commissioner, Tony Petiti, uh, for uh, succumbing to the mob mentality and hastily spending, suspending Jim Harbaugh. He's setting a dangerous precedent. So thoughts on the... Uh, the Jim Harbaugh situation. Uh, societal pressure, right? I think that forced their hands. Did they actually go and do the correct investigation? No, there's too much, right? It takes a lot longer than that. But but it's you'd like do enough and you're like, yeah, there's something here, right? Well, I, I here's what I thought they should have done if you were gonna suspend him. You don't suspend him for three games, you suspend him indefinitely, right? So so but Michigan doesn't want to do that because they want to win a national championship, right? So yeah. that was, I think, that was the negotiation. I don't want to say it's ne- it wasn't negotiation, but that was the give and take of the situation is that we're just going to give you three games. So the end of the, if you win all three, then it'll give some more time to possibly have him coach in the semifinals. Yeah, Anthony says, throwing shade at ownership, Carthon, and Vrabel for continuing to allow us fans to look at this nonsense every week. Uh, Danny says, throwing shade at myself for having what I thought was a reasonable expectation as a Titans fan, and I should have been smarter than that. Johnny says, shade on Vrabel for being conservative and losing. Uh, Demetrius says, uh, shade on last Friday's UT Wisconsin basketball game, only viewable on Peacock. I didn't have any problems because I got Peacock because I still still subscribe to cable. Uh, and Peacock comes free with cable. So joke's on me. Uh, I'm actually, this is going to send me into, into a shade that I was going to have in like my backup shades, but it's it's appropriate right now. 
Shade, because this has happened to me a lot the last couple of weeks. Shade on my cable for the game that I'm watching on cable being behind YouTube TV or being behind other streaming services. The only benefit and the only reason why I still do have cable is because of me justifying I need sports, live sports, to be as live as possible. And now all of a sudden, I'm in all these text groups with our writers and other staff members and buddies for Titans and Balls games, and I'm getting scooped by text coming across my computer a play and a half ahead of time. And I'm like, hold on a second. I'm paying way too much for Xfinity to being scooped by the guy who's on YouTube TV playing a quarter of the price or whatever that price is for the college football package. That's not how this should work, right? Like cable, like what, how is that possible? Right. Well, now? You got to adapt just like Vrabel, right? Clearly. I, I it's time. For, and it's just happened to like the last like two weeks. I've noticed it even more. I'm like, well, hold on a second. Why is Sam watching on YouTube TV two plays at a Titans game where I'm at? Well, you're moving, right? So that's a great yeah. opportunity to change. Yeah, yeah. Don't remind me. Ten days. <laughs> so there, but hey, now you can you can adapt. You'll adapt in ten days. And your curator says shade on variable for still living in 2019. So uh, it goes. Me, to, I'm in 2019. I, I I have cable too. I'm in 2019 as well. But again, like that was the justification up until this point, and it was every time me and Sam are doing a game day show together. So week one. Me and Sam jump on the phone. Hey, where are you at? What's happening? Let me know when the ball snaps. Snap. Okay. Let me. And then he, I was always ahead of him. And now it's completely flipped like the last month. All right. My shade is on something that happened last night. And I don't know if you caught this. The internet caught it. I noticed it. Riley Dixon. Do you know who that is? Nope. No idea. Riley Dixon is the placeholder for the Denver Broncos. Did you did you see what happened in last night's game? Yeah, I know. The, it, Lutz missed the field goal, then got a second chance because of a penalty and right. made the second. Earlier in the game, though, he missed an extra point that would have it would have been tied. It wouldn't even have been in that situation. But right. he, he botched and missed. I did not watch a single second of that game, uh, and then I decided to continue to not watch it. I, I, had, I had money on it, so I watched it. He, he muffed a snap. And they fire, fire, fire. Nobody actually went out and, you know, they they failed the yeah. PAT. The last play of the game, though, there is a weird substance on oh. Riley Dixon's hand. Let's take a closer look at this. What is that? It looks shiny. It looks tacky. It looks sticky. Hmm. That does not look like road rash. They're playing in Buffalo, right? They still have natural grass, correct? No, they have turf. Really? Mm -hmm. You can't so it could be grass turf. in Buffalo? Come on. Here, good point. Shade that on you dumb. for that. Yeah, that was dumb. That was a dumb comment by me. Um, enhance, enhance. Okay, thank you. Um, 
Is that like bat tar? <laughs> what was that? What's the stuff that you they used to use like on the uh like the pitchers would rub it on their hat brim? A pine tar. Pine tar. Bat tar. <laughs> I mean it's used on bats. Now, I'm not talking about guano, everybody. COVID? <laughs> Actually don't say that. I mean, but is it a, is it a is it a cherry, right? Is it the cherry burn as Pistol Ramsey is saying from that point because like holders are typically not putting themselves in danger. What happened on the botched PAT? Did he get like thrown to the turf and his hand scraped it? Because it looks like it could be. And a, then they just rubbed. I mean, it wouldn't have scabbed like, that quick. Then they rub iodine on it or Vaseline or something because it's shiny on top of it to protect that. So I think it's probably a burn, a turf burn with some type of like Vaseline rubbed over it for protection. I I just want to bring it up because I noticed it and then I saw it on the internet and I wanted to bring it up on today's show because it looks like pine tar or stickum, which is illegal. You cannot use that. Yeah. And that would have helped him make sure that he did not botch the game-winning hold. I don't think it's an illegal stuff. I think it's a turf burn. A turf burn with some type of like adhesive or protective substance on top of it. So is that your shade? That's my shade. Okay. Dun -dun -dun -dun. The X-Files music. I'm going to figure out what's going on with that. Solve that mystery. All right, guys. That'll be it for us on this Tuesday, make sure you like the show before you go. Facebook, YouTube, always need more likes. Uh, more people watching that have liked the show to uh, thus far. So please hit the thumbs up button for us. Buck Rising live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll be back tomorrow morning on a Wednesday. Appreciate it as always. Adios.